the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in. Rob Black in your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Tuesday. Holiday shortened week after Martin Luther King off yesterday uh, for observance. Long weekend of football games. More on that in just a couple minutes. Let's take a look at what we can expect from today. And I guess we could even say into the quick near future, right? Um, a lot going on. Um, especially for the start of the year, there's a lot going on. And what I mean by that is we're starting off with earnings season and we're going to have to process how is the quarter? How is the outlook for the rest of the year? So hesitation from buyers with earnings season looming and the S&P 500 and Dow Jones industrial average sitting near all-time highs. We're seeing gains in mega cap stocks today propelling upside for the major indices. Digesting earnings results from Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. Rising market rates, 10-year sits near 4%, above 4%. But Alphabet, Microsoft, Tesla, NVIDIA, all helping out. Tesla's got some interesting wackadoodle stories tied towards it today. It does make it interesting when you get Elon Musk as your CEO, who can't seem to practice constraint when it comes down to uh, sending out tweets. Year-to-date, the market's uh, NASDAQ's up 1.4%. The S&P 500's up just under 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down one-third of a percent. Today, we get earnings from Goldman Sachs, Interactive Brokers, Morgan Stanley, PNC. PNC being the regional bank. Remember, we had problems last year with regional banks. Wednesday, we get Alcoa. It'll show us our demand for industrial metals, as well as Charles Schwab, U.S. Bank. Again, another regional bank. That's making my list because uh, we want the banks to be healthy. So there's not any big name this week. A lot of financials. Taiwan Semiconductor, I think, is probably the biggest tech name, if you're looking for tech names. Tech companies come to the market next week with earnings. Congress has announced a tax deal to expand child tax credit and revive breaks for businesses. Um, I'm a big fan of child tax credits. It seems to serve a lot of purposes that are positive for Americans. Um, not only reducing childhood poverty, but also um, allowing parents to go back to work and create taxes that get sucked up by our system elsewhere, right? Let's hit on some of the other top stories of the day. Morgan Stanley down 4% after its quarterly earnings report, leading bank stocks lower. Chicago area Tesla charging stations are lined with dead cars in freezing cold. The quote that I loved about it was a bunch of dead robots out there. It's too cold for batteries. 
And that's one of the problems electric vehicle makers are going to make. And this was the kind of the first one that I'm not going to say I appreciate it, but I was, I was watching out for it. We knew the, the cold weather was hitting the Midwest. And um, electric vehicles just don't do well in cold. So a bunch of dead robots out there. Inflation in Buffalo. Buffalo Bills offered fans $20 an hour to shovel the snow out of the stadium. I think we all saw that on TV. It felt like it was on TV all weekend long. But where the, where's the inflation? Well, a couple years ago, um, they offered $15 just last year. Now they're offering $20 an hour to have people shovel. That's a great example of inflation, up 33% in one year. Apple told all 121 staff working on Siri in San Diego to move to Austin or face being laid off. I got to wonder if that's more, um, let's get some of the business out of California because it's such a high cost of doing business. We could pay employees effectively less without them hitting income tax if they move to Austin. A number that surprised me and maybe not in a good way, the golden parachutes of college football coaches. You know, it's that time of year where the NFL season's over, so coaches are getting fired. Some are being hired from college. Some are being hired from the rehash of coaches that always seems to be storming around the NFL. Golden parachutes for NCAA coaches have hit a combined $585 million, led by Georgia's Kirby Smart, who would get $92 million if he were fired. I think Jumbo Fisher of Texas A&M is getting something like $77 million for not coaching. Now, would you take that job? Would you take that, that golden parachute? Uh, Rob, here's $77 million. You don't have to come and do radio tomorrow or podcasting. I'm like, I'm in. Elon Musk is kind of messing it up yet again today. Um, he just can't seem to get out of his way. Tesla stock is falling for a fifth day of the year. Tesla stock is falling 12% this year. Elon Musk took to social media platform X to essentially threaten Tesla's board of directors, saying that he wants 25% voting control to be comfortable pushing the company's AI ambitions. He currently has 13%. He also has $300 million in unexercised options, which account for another 9%. So technically, he's got 22%. Oh, guess who sold 3 to 4% of his Tesla holdings last year so he could buy Twitter, a.k.a. X. That's right, Elon Musk. So he had the 25% he wants, but now he's not happy. The world's richest man controls about 22% of Tesla's stock. Tesla uses its AI computing platform, artificial intelligence computing platform, to help train its autonomous driving software, which is not even in the top three of the pack of autonomous driving software. Tesla's board could give him a super voting stock, but this is a distraction, and it's a firestorm, and it's a threat. Um, I don't like it. Talking about football games being streamed, Peacock scored a touchdown Saturday for its first NFL game exclusively shown on Peacock, registering record ratings and internet usage for the matchup between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The exclusive garnered 23 million total viewers. The most streamed live event in U.S. history. It consumed 30% of internet traffic during the Saturday night game. So 30% of all internet traffic. The ratings for the streamer up 6% over last year's primetime AFC wildcard game that was also shown on NBC's broadcast network. 
Peacock lost $2.8 billion last year, but it's growing its paid subscribers and raising prices. This is bad news, in my opinion, if you want free NFL football games on Saturday and Sunday. This is um, showing you that what Amazon is trying to do with Thursday night football, you're going to see more companies like Google and maybe Apple try to get some exclusive coverage of NFL games. NFL made up 93 of the top 100 broadcast programs last year. That's compared to 82 of the top 100 in 2022 and 72 in 2020. Um, they've got about $12 billion in revenue right now in the NFL. They want to get up to $25 billion in the next few years. The way they're going to do it is charging people more money to watch what used to be free games. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. This weekend is the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, of... Pints and Portfolio. You can sign up for the event by going to Rob Black's show. It's the 20th. Um, it's going to be 1130 to 2. You can sign up for the event um, at robblackshow.com. It's in Sunnyvale, California, 1130 to 2. Find out more at robblackshow.com. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 11.30 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find pints and portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required. So go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Stocks are stumbling in my opinion. Um... With bank earnings in focus this week. It's been an interesting start to the year after a fantastic finish to 2023. Let's go through some uh, other winners and losers out there today. And again, a big event coming up Saturday, this Saturday. Pines um, and Portfolio in Sunnyvale, California, 1132. It's low key. Non-pressure way to talk about financial planning and to talk about your portfolio portfolio and what you should be doing and not doing if you have $500,000 or more. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com, Saturday, January 20th, 1132 in Sunnyvale, California. Um, <clears throat> so let's hit some of the other stories that are going on and uh, trying to make some sense of all of this. I do always like the idea of a little bit more education. So always keep that in mind. Senior lawmakers in Congress announced a bipartisan deal to expand the child credit and provide a series of tax breaks for businesses. I like it. Um, Childhood poverty fell and then it rose again. Uh, All due to what our Congress did as far as trying to reduce childhood poverty during the pandemic, it worked really, really well. And then it kind of took it back. So now they're trying to expand it again. 
ultimately, I think that's one that helps all of society. Um, the dollar today is surging as treasury yields climbed on growing speculation. The Fed may hold back on cutting interest rates as early as March. You're hearing one member of the FOMC, Christopher Waller, he's saying today that he thinks we should be very slow and intentional when we do move our rates lower. China's considered a $1 trillion won, $1 trillion won, it's $139 billion of new debt issuance under so-called special sovereign bond plan. It goes all under discussion by senior policymakers would involve the sale of ultra-long sovereign bonds to fund projects related to food, energy, supply chains, and urbanization. Stimulus is what it comes down to. China's having a tough time right now. Their economy didn't snap back like the United States did after COVID. Apple is pulling, removing its blood oxygen feature from its latest smartwatches, the Series 9 and Ultra 2, to get around a U.S. ban of the devices if an appeal of the decision fails. So they've announced that they're starting to sell again without that feature. The change protects Apple's $18 billion smartwatch business, but it might hurt the company's ability to market them as health-enhancing devices. Um, there's rumors that Apple is going to introduce some sort of, um, with the 10th anniversary of the Apple Watch this year, that they're going to introduce a watch with a uh, blood pressure light monitoring technology. It won't be the cuff. It won't be as accurate as that. But I kind of like the idea of more healthcare. Put into my watch. Uh, for the record, Meta's Ray-Ban augmented reality glasses are awesome. They're pretty cool. They sound amazing. You're going to see Apple copy that pretty darn quickly. TikTokers in-app purchases hit $64 billion last year. That was an 11% jump in global in-app sales. Largely TikTok, some Disney Plus. Um, digital goodies, creator tips, roses. Consumer spending on in-app purchases and social apps is expected to hit a record $1.3 billion this year. And that's something that it drives me a little crazy. Like when I tell my kids, like, um, be careful about those digital purchases, the in-apps, in-game. Uh, you know, Fortnite. Paying $10 to look like um, Harry Styles or paying $10 to look like Lady Gaga. I think it's kind of silly. As a dad, uh, it's something I pound on my kids pretty hard. The Peregrine Lunar <laughs> Lander, which was a disaster last week. It blasted off carrying a single Bitcoin in a physical BTC wallet. But there was a fuel leak. The lander and its Bitcoin cargo have been floating around space with no chance of making it to the moon. That's kind of kind of funny, right? Someone thought to put a Bitcoin into the lander, send it to the moon, and now it's just going to be lost in space. I, for some reason, I like that story. Elsewhere out there, let's see, we've hit that one pretty good. I think I'd hit, let me hit it a little bit more. Peacock scored a touchdown for its first NFL playoff game. Um, exclusively showed on Peacock. Record ratings, the Peacock exclusive game garnered 23 total million views. It was the most streamed live event in U.S. history. It consumed 30% of the internet. 
Peacock lost $2.8 billion last year, but it's growing its paid subscribers. I think it's worthy of noting one more time that, again, we are going to see that kind of NFL selling its broadcast to the highest bidders. And what has to keep coming to mind is Google, Meta, Apple, right? Amazon, they have to keep going because they have the money. It's ridiculous how much they have. Uber has decided to shut down alcohol delivery service Drizzly. Uber bought Drizzly three years ago in a $1.1 billion transaction. That's an ouch. I remember Drizzly during COVID was like, hey, can we get someone to bring us alcohol? And oddly enough, there was a service that did it. Boeing's down 2% after being downgraded to equal weight over at Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo warned that ongoing regulatory audit of Boeing's production could uncover more quality problems for the company. Starbucks got an upgrade today by Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley said the company still has a strong brand despite recent weakness. Some interesting stuff there. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A lot of layoffs in tech this year already. Big numbers, just consistently coming from Google and Amazon, Discord and Apple. Um, right-sizing or downsizing? Um, big evil corporation or just doing the right thing? You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money investing and brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So before I went to break, I was talking about tech companies. Um, clearly they had some New Year's resolutions to slim down. First two weeks of 2024 has brought a large number of layoff announcements. Nothing crazy uh compared to last year's numbers. But so far, about 7,500 employees from 46 different tech companies. Google confirmed it was axing about 1,000 employees last week across its Google Assistant, core engineering, and hardware teams. Network on Pixel, Nest, and Fitbit. Amazon cut hundreds of people working in its Audible, Twitch, MGM Studios, and Prime Video units. Discord, which is a messaging app with IPO ambition, slashed 17% of its staff. Apple is shutting down its 121-person team working on AI in San Diego, particularly tied towards Siri, and saying, take a job in Austin or you will be let go. Citigroup said it's going to slash its global workforce by 10%, which is 20,000 employees over the next two years. BlackRock plans to lay off 600 workers, or about 3% of its total. Last year, tech companies cut 263,000 jobs. Now, again, they overhired during COVID. So if you're taking a look at a trend on a five-year basis, it doesn't look as bad when you see the total hires. But if you look at it on a one-year level, you're like, ooh. Interesting article in Bloomberg this weekend on Americans saving $2,800 when moving out of California to a no-tax state, but there's more to it. Two states without income taxes, Texas and Florida, added the most residents last year. Texas added 473,000 residents and 365,000 people came to Florida. 
Now, the two states with the highest state income tax rates lost the most people. New York lost 101,000, almost 102,000 people. California lost 75,000. State taxes play a large part in Americans' moving decisions. California household earnings of the median income of $91,905 would save nearly $2,800 by moving from California to a no-income state. But the property taxes are almost double. So, because everyone's got to have roads to drive on, right? So if your state has a road, the governor's didn't pay for it out of their own pocket. The money comes from taxes. It comes from higher property taxes to make up the revenue. Um, California homeowners pay an average effective property tax rate of about 71 basis points. In Texas, it's 1.6%, so more than double. The national average is about 0.99. Um, it does go to show you, like, Americans will actually move due to taxes. Do you want to live in the middle of nowhere, like in Wyoming? They don't have to pay as much for schools because there's just not that many people. They don't have to pay as much for roads because there's just not that many cars. California's property tax treatment is bad for growth households, young families, and other first-time homebuyers are invariably struck with higher property taxes while also paying ta- uh, income taxes. The assessment cap helps people who've been here longer. I don't like Prop 13 in California. Um, I think it's hurting our state to the tune of people are leaving. So math doesn't always add up, but um, Americans are willing to move based on property taxes. Some interesting data out of the International Monetary Fund this weekend. The U.S. economy has already seen 75% of the impact from the Fed rate hikes. The euro area is still more to come because it started hiking rates later. Francois Villarreal, de Gaulle, governor of France's central bank, said he believed the feed-through for monetary policy decisions to financial conditions was more or less over in the eurozone. It's going to be an interesting 2024 because we know at some point in time we're going to start seeing companies um, respond to potential lower interest rates from the Federal Reserve, issuing debt, raising money. Same thing with mortgage buyers. U.S. has maintained stronger growth than was widely expected since interest rates began rising in March of 2022. What is universally true is we have households and corporations with stronger balance sheets. So there's always going to be a lag effect of six to nine months, they say, when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. It takes some time to get into the system. One analyst thinks we're about 75% done with that. Again, I think it's going to be an interesting year because we know the Fed has said, we're looking at three rate cuts. The market got excited thinking, okay, maybe they're behind and it'll actually be six. This is going to be an interesting year for technology because Samsung is showing us what everyone else is going to do. Samsung's getting ready to take the wraps off a new Galaxy phone this week. Um, they've got an unpacked coming out party it's going to be in san jose kind of the area that is really embracing ai boom that's going on right now 
Samsung is unveiling the flagship earlier than its typical February time frame. Samsung's remained very tight-lipped about what the new stuff on the phone is, informally dubbed the S24. They've shown us a glimpse of it. One of them I thought was really, really cool. It's built-in live voice and text translation. That means I can call someone in Brazil, and we both would hear our own native languages of English, or in this case, Portuguese, in real time without the need for a third-party app, or even for the data to get processed through a remote server. How well is it going to work? I don't know. But it makes the idea... I'm very intimidated flying to uh, Asia for vacation because I speak none of the language. Um, I can get by on French. I can get by on Italian. I cannot get by on anything Asian. don't even want to think about it. That's how upsetting and daunting it is to me. I would have to be toddled in my handheld like, oh, no, no, no. They, they love Americans. They're going to talk all English to you, Rob. All English. The world's largest smartphone maker is Samsung. They're reportedly working with a plethora of partners to add AI features. They teamed up with Marvel Studios for a marketing campaign centered on the Las Vegas sphere featuring Doctor Strange. That's one that just, it, sometimes like you go, what was Samsung thinking on this one? Cool, uh, the automatic language translation in real time. Not cool going after a Marvel tie-up. I feel like we're moving away from those movies. At least financially we are. Uh, so Samsung took over the sphere. And you know how Doctor Strange in the movie, he's able to open up and look in different dimensions. They made it look like that's what you could do with a sphere. It's one of those teasers that if I were to tell you, go look at it on YouTube, you'd go, it's kind of interesting. But in reality, you're very quickly going to say, I don't really get the point. But this is going to be a big year for Apple and for Samsung, because Samsung's already telling us that they're going to be saying the word AI a lot. And a lot of people think that the smartphone era has plateaued, but will AI inject some much needed excitement into the category in 2024? Um. Apple has been testing a large language model since early last year. It remains to be seen how AI can transform our phone experience. But research shows us that a billion smartphones with built-in generative AI will ship by the end of 2027. And we're going to learn a little bit more about it this week. What we saw come out of CES with a lot of AI computers... And now we're going to start seeing a lot of AI-empowered phones. Apple's testing Apple GPT. They're developing generative AI tools to catch open AI. Quietly working on artificial intelligence. The iPhone makers built its own framework to create large language models. Very similar systems, ChatGPT and Google's Bard. So we're going to hear about that announcement. What do you think is going to happen to the stock when we hear about that? Is it going to be a mover or is that so 2022? Look at markets today. And uh, interesting, NVIDIA is up 20. 
Microsoft's up two, almost three. So I'm seeing the two names in AI that just completely stand out to me. But I'm not really seeing it everywhere else. Well, AMD's up 12. That's a big move. That's up 8% today on no big news, just uh, an upgrade that didn't look all that remarkable when the market's opened. Let me take a quick look at NVIDIA because uh, I own shares of NVIDIA. It's up 20 today in the last... Is that an all-time high? Oh, yeah, that's an all-time high. It's at 567. 52-week range is 568. Wow. Um, so that one's being accumulated. NVIDIA rallies to record high. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, Pints and Portfolio, Saturday, January 20th. That's this Saturday, 1132 in Sunnyvale. It'll be over before the Packers visit the San Francisco 49ers for the big game this weekend on Saturday. For investors with more than 500000 in investable assets, we will evaluate your portfolio based on a variety of factors and information gathering. It's a really good event. It's my favorite event because it's so informal. Come on out. Saturday, but you have to sign up to get the location in Sunnyvale, California, 1130 to 2. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to take a look at the numbers. Sorry. I wasn't quite ready for that segment to start. I'm still kind of put it wrapping my head around Musk's AI threat. I don't know how I feel about that. That he tweets that he wants 25% voting control. Otherwise, he wants to develop AI and robotics outside of Tesla. So he's willing to do it inside of Tesla if he gets that 25% vote. He used to have it, but he's given it up as he pursued acquiring Twitter for way too much money. Um. See, I get just weird vibes. Like, is he trying to save the little face on that that bad Twitter purchase by making the money, making the board give him that money back in new stock options? Sure feels like it. Because um, people like me or the financial media are not kind to him whenever we talk about how much he paid for Twitter versus what it's worth now. And again, trust me, if I could even just see that size of money i'd be very happy even a sliver right um trump won big in iowa markets are focused on other issues right now warren buffett is increasing his stakes in some japanese companies in davos the world leaders are talking about climate change um i try not to bring politics to this show in any way, shape, or form. It was a little easier back in the 1990s where you would say, yeah, gridlock's good. You can have a Democrat president and a Republican Congress and get nothing done and everything will be happy. But I don't know if we could do that anymore. Uh, it certainly feels odd, right? Talk about some other issues out there as far as big stories. We have the AI Samsung announcement this week. We've hit about the tech layoffs and how ultimately I believe that'll be good for tech companies. Whether it's Discord, Apple, Amazon, or Google. Um, we saw what happened last year with Meta's stock as they said it's going to be the year of efficiency. And then they 
practice what they preached, and it was the best year ever for shares of Facebook, formerly known or also known as uh, Meta. You imagine what the stock would have done if they had never gone after this whole metaverse thing? I don't think people are adding value to the company based on um, Meta and the metaverse. Um, Other stories of note today. Car prices are not showing signs of the UAW wage increases. The United Auto Workers Union's record wage increases from Detroit big three automakers went into effect in November. It's early, but so far, no impact on new car prices. The average transaction price for a car came in $48,759. That's down 2% year over year. Um, Will we see those costs being passed on? I think at some point we will. That's the expectation. Now, again, some of these car companies like Tesla are outside of the UAW, so they're included in the selling sell prices. Traditional car makers earn very roughly three thousand to four thousand dollars per car these days. Tesla's expected to earn almost six thousand dollars per car that it sells in twenty twenty four. It's kind of a fun statistic, right? Now that you know that, how far are you willing to haggle? I do love the story out of Chicago that it's just too cold to charge, and a lot of Teslas are being abandoned by the charging stations because they've run out of battery and they can't get their batteries warm enough to condition them to accept a supercharge. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And Tesla's getting... They've had a lot of declines this year. Not today, they're up slightly. But um, there's a company that Elon Musk, not Elon Musk, excuse me, Warren Buffett has invested in called BYD. It's China's electric electric vehicle bet. Now, I want none of the electric vehicle makers. If I did, it would be Tesla. But Lucid Group, Fisker, Polestar, they don't interest me. Ford and General Motors, they don't interest me. I, I got to stay kind of where I'm okay at investing. And it's never been in cars. Uh, every now and then I'll take a look at Ford stock and I'll go, geez, that looks cheap. Historically, that looks like a deal. And then I always talk myself out of it. It's not that I'm not looking. It's just that I can't figure it out. Really important lesson there. HP Enterprise was downgraded today after the Juniper deal. When you go out and buy a company, there's going to be a company who pays too much. And there's going to be a company who gets paid too much. You want to be the company being paid too much, not the company that is paying too much. Morgan Stanley's down 3.5% today. That's a tough one because I look at their numbers, they look pretty good. Like Goldman Sachs, um, their fourth quarter earnings beat analyst expectations by... Almost two dollars, five forty-eight a share versus three sixty-two. Revenue was up twenty-three percent in the period. Their stock's up one point eight percent today, but not a big move for those big numbers in front of it. Microsoft officially passed Apple to reclaim the title of the world's most valuable publicly traded company. Makes sense with the AI craze. Microsoft was very quick to invest in Chat GPT. 
but also to roll out products based on artificial intelligence to their Microsoft 365, Office 365 users. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. First Pints and Portfolio of the Year, Saturday, January 20th, 1130 to 2. I'm going to send out emails to people who have signed up, asking for just a little bit more details, and to also share my excitement about the event. You can sign up if you have $500,000 or more in vessel assets, get a free portfolio review, kind of a financial snapshot, if you will. You can sign up at the event at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. That's this Saturday, Sunnyvale, California, 1130 to 2. I'm Rob Black. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 11.30 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.